What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 124. And we are talking an all-time classic, like like one of those games that any respectable retro gaming podcast would have made sure they cover in like their first 50 episodes. Uh, but as you all know, respectability is not an ingredient in the Remember the Game secret sauce. That's not how we roll. Uh, but this week is all about the beloved bubble-blowing beauty of a blockbuster bubble bobble. Nail that first fucking try. My good buddy and the bubble to my bobble, Brad, is back on the show this week. And I, or I should at least I think he's going to be on the show this week. Uh, due to my comedy schedule, uh, we haven't had time to sit down and record this episode yet. And normally I keep a bank of episodes and I'm going to be stocking up this week, but I don't have any right now. So as I'm recording this intro, it's almost 2 p.m. on Tuesday, November 17th. And as of right now, we do not have the bubble bobble conversation that I need to put into the podcast and go live in about 10 hours. But Brad's supposed to be calling me about in an hour, or in about an hour, so if you're hearing these words right now, everything worked out, it came together, and uh, fucking mint. Like a well-played game of chess, you guys. And speaking of well-played, it is time for our fabled slash infamous Remember the Game intro. And never forget, I would like to start the intro off by reminding all of you, never forget... There are timestamps in the description box below telling you what time to skip to if you're only here for the Bubble Bobble Talk, or if you're only here for Play One, Remake One, or Race One, or if you just want to hear myself indulging plug rambling or blowing in the cartridge, or maybe you just want to hear the last 90 seconds of the show, the outro, timestamps in the goddamn description box that'll tell you. I don't mind if you guys want to leave me bad reviews, but if you're going to leave a bad review, don't leave it about something that if you listen to more than 90 seconds of the podcast, you'd fucking know isn't an issue. It's ridiculous, and I don't, like, we got a second, so actually, we only have one bad review, and I've already, it's the Stefan one that we've all made fun of. Somebody left me a bad comment on the on the YouTube version of the podcast last week, complaining about the intro, and even giving me the middle finger emoji, and uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious, because then I looked to his video channel, and it's like some stupid, like, I don't know, he looks like he's like 15, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Do your mom and dad know that you're using their internet to do this stuff? You fucking loser. Uh, but anyway... I'm not going to read that whole thing. Dude, I spent too much time on like the odd negative review we get when so many of you are leaving me good reviews. I never give you as much airtime as I give the sucky Steffens, and I got to get away from that. So um, to the two people that have whined that the intro is too long, and maybe you are also listening to this thinking the intro is too long. Um, I'm not, we're not changing it. Most people say they like it. Tough ass. If you don't like it, that's what I put those timestamps there for. Just fucking skip by it. It's totally fine. It's like if you don't like olives on your pizza, the intro is the olives on the Remember the Game pizza. And if you just look at the timestamp box or the description box, it, I pick the olives off for you. You know, so you don't, I'll even cut it up for you. So it's in little bite-sized chunks if that's what you want to do. I like the show. We're getting good reviews. People seem to like it. So I'm leaving it long. And for every negative comment, negative review we get about it, I'm going to tack 90 more seconds onto the fucking intro just to spite you, you sons of bitches. Um, so anyway, so that's the plan. And thank you for all the good reviews, by the way. Like we've been getting a lot of good reviews lately, which has really warmed my heart and made me feel good. Uh, special shout out to those of you throwing us nice reviews, uh, from the city of Great Britain. I've seen a few reviews from, uh, the other side of the pond lately, and that feels really nice. I'm working on some new ads right now for the show to put on social media and stuff like that. And part of those ads is I take snippets from the reviews that we get and I credit whoever left them and put them in the ad. So if you would like a chance to be in one of our ads that nobody will ever probably see uh feel free to leave us a good review somewhere and maybe i'll see it maybe i'll cut it out maybe i'll put it into one of our uh, our ads that'd be really really cool 
And obviously, more importantly than leaving me good reviews, thank you so much for just listening to the show, you guys. The traffic for Remember the Game is staying consistent. Uh, We're still absolutely destroying the numbers that we were doing last year. Uh, the Patreon is growing, and and our gaming news podcast, Game Patch, the new one, we've done 12 or 13 episodes now, and it's picking up steam. Our downloads continue to rise with that, which is really cool. If you haven't tried it yet, give it a shot. It's just like this, but it's the biggest news in the world of PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and just general gaming as well in one nice little hour-long package, including a little bit of my profanity and a couple of my opinions and stuff like that. And you can find Game Patch wherever you get your podcasts or over on YouTube. New episodes go live every single Monday morning. Or, you know this was coming, sign up for our Patreon and get it three days early. Kick your weekend off with a little Friday morning gaming news, man. It's only two bucks for the month, too. For the month, not two bucks a week, two bucks for the month. Like 40 cents a week. 40 cents per podcast, which I think is precisely what uh, what my show is worth. So 40 cents a week. That's all you gotta, it's like four dimes. Come on now. Plus, not only do you get early access to Game Patch, but you get access to my Patreon exclusive podcast, Expansion Pass, including all the old episodes of it. There's over 50 of them now where we do game rankings, modern game reviews, look back at video games, all that kind of stuff. You get to help pick the games we cover here and remember the game. You can submit comments to be read on all the podcasts. You get access to our fancy new Discord where you can chat with me and everybody else. And most importantly, goddammit, you can support... Remember the game industries. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, People praise that we have very, very few ads on the podcast. None of our old episodes are behind paywalls. I know a lot of you work your way through the back catalog when you find the show and all that kind of stuff. Well, all of that is because of you and your support. We're like PBS and we need your support or like the fucking uh, Bernie Sanders meme where he's like, I am once again asking for you. That's what I just need. I just need 40 cents a week of your money. That's all I'm looking for. And over 140 of you are doing that over on Patreon. Now we're getting close to that 200 Patreon goal that I set that seemed so unreachable. And now it's like, it's just a matter of what month are we going to get there? We're getting, it's so awesome. Uh, over 140 of you have signed up now, including our newest Patreons. Thank you so, so much to Martin Greenwood, David Schnatterer, Wolverine Films, and Peebs. Thank you all so, so much for supporting me and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Um, as I mentioned, part of it is you get access to Expansion Pass. Last Saturday, or pardon me, last Sunday, uh, we ranked the 11 core mainline Mega Man games from worst to best, which I really enjoy doing. Fucking love that franchise. That was a lot of fun. This week for episode 35, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I think what I'm what I I think what going to do is I'd like to give a shout out to a few indie titles that I love like I cut like I'm thinking maybe like a three or four game mini review episode because uh, I don't think there are enough there to dedicate an entire episode to the show to them um, but I, I think they're games that more people should be playing and if you're thinking like eh, they're not completely obtuse titles that nobody's heard of they they're gonna be titles that you've probably at least heard the name of before I've probably talked about some of them on the show uh, and I'm thinking that's what I'm gonna do is give a shout out to a few games that I think people should be playing and I'll share a couple of your thoughts on those as well. So that could be a lot of fun. And for those of you that have asked, you can see an entire list of all the expansion pass episodes. Uh, every single old episode is listed at remember the game podcast.com. So you can see what you get. Uh, two bucks a month, patreon.com slash remember the game there done my plug. Sorry. I know it's a long plug each week, but that's the only ad you got to sit through it. It's about me and I try to make it fun. So, Hey, come on. Um, and finally, as I do also uh, plug every week, uh, I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights normally from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Look for Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game over on Twitch.tv. It's a lot of fun. I like talking to everyone in the chat. I spend more time doing that to play in the game. Uh, the next couple of weeks, full disclosure, 
the stream times might get a little screwy because uh, I have a lot of comedy shows coming up this week and then I'm on the road. Next week, there may not be a Tuesday or Thursday stream altogether because I'm on the road for comedy. But all that is contingent on whether or not Alberta shuts down because of COVID. So I don't even know. Just your best bet is to follow me over there and it'll tell you when I'm online or keep an eye on my social media. I'll make sure to post. But I will be streaming at some point Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday assuming that I can, assuming that I can. Um, and speaking of streaming, we have been talking about doing a 24 hour charity stream for extra life for the children's hospital here in Edmonton. Unfortunately, I have to delay it. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, I assume most of you know by now I am a comedian outside of remember the game. And, uh, like so many people, not just in comedy, but in the world, my income in 2020 has not been what it should have been. Obviously I've lost a lot of work. Like a lot of other people have. And I was just offered a chance to headline the comic strip comedy club in West Edmonton mall this week, which is like arguably no not arguably it is one of the biggest clubs in canada and they're gonna i'm gonna be headlining the the club thursday to sunday i can't turn down not that opportunity and frankly i can't turn down that paycheck when i don't even know if my next few weeks of work are going to get canceled because of lockdowns and stuff like that so i have to work when i can so we're not canceling the 24-hour stream but we are delaying it to december 18th and 19th it'll still be friday saturday i'm going to be home that weekend um That'll be when we do the stream. So I apologize to everyone that was looking forward to it. I hope you can all swing by and support it next month, which will be fucking rad. Um, And I guess on that note, if you live in or around Edmonton and you need a night out, uh, come by the comic strip this week. They're doing a great job keeping people safe, spreading them out. I actually have a few comps I'd be happy to give away. I know some people are hesitant to ask for them. If you're a member of Remember the Game Industries and our community here, you are welcome to come out. Just shoot me a DM or something. And as long as you can make the show, I could probably hook you up with a pair of tickets to come out uh, from Thursday to Sunday. And that's it. That's enough blowing myself. Uh, let's blow in some cartridges. As you guys know, that is our opening segment on the show each week. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. Uh, and we call it blowing in the cartridge. So, and we got a lot of stuff to blow this week. Normally I read every single comment you guys sent in, uh, but there was there was way more than normal this week, so I could not get to all of them. I apologize, but thank you for all the messages. If I couldn't get to yours, I did reply to you on Patreon. Keep sending them. I'll keep reading them. Thank you so much uh, for letting me blow you guys on the show. And with that said, uh, we're going to start with Vincent L. this week on the podcast who wrote in and said, I recently got a PlayStation 4 and I started playing the Uncharted trilogy starting with Drake's Fortune. That's the first game, if you don't know. Uh, The only gripe about this game so far is the part of the game where you have to ride the jet ski and shoot enemies at the same time. It's awful gameplay and I hope they fix that in games 2 through 4. Uh, Vincent, thank, first of all, thank you for writing in. And second of all, you are in for a treat, my friend. I, I love the Uncharted. I do agree with you. That part sucks. Um, but I love the Uncharted games. I think I would say 90% of Uncharted gamers, players that have played those games would agree that the original game, Drake's Fortune is the weakest in this series. Like they, obviously it's the Super Mario one to the future ones. Uh, so if you make it through Uncharted one and you even somewhat like it, then you're going to really like the next three games because they just continue to get better, in my opinion. Uh, Fuck, wow, man, what I wouldn't give to be able to play those games for the first time again. So, uh, yeah, uh, have fun, dude, and you should like the whole series. If you like this one, you'll like the whole series. And on a side note, uh, if any of you played and liked the Uncharted games, if you like those styles of games... Uh, I can't recommend the Tomb Raider trilogy enough. The more modern one, not the, I mean, maybe the original one, but I'm talking the ones that came out like in the last six, seven years. Uh, They're a little more open world, not open world, but a little more exploration and collecting stuff than Uncharted, not full blown open world. 
Um, but I, I, frankly, I think they're better than the Uncharted games. They do what the Uncharted does. I just think they do it better, and I really like Laura Croft. I think she's awesome. The third one is a little weak, but anyway, so they're dirt cheap as well. So if you like the Uncharted games and you've never played the new Tomb Raider games, highly recommend you check those out as well. But Vincent, your series is going to keep getting better, so don't give up. Finish that first one. I promise you they, they get better as you go. Uh, thank you for writing in, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, Peebs wrote into us on Patreon. One of our newest, one of the newest members of Remember the Game Industries wrote in and said, uh, thank you for your podcast. I'm a teacher, a band director, and when we were put in lockdown and quarantine for the rest of the school year, I helped pass the time by pulling out my Super Nintendo Mini, PlayStation 2, and Dreamcast. After playing for a few weeks, I found several retro game podcasts that just pissed me off because they didn't put the work into giving the games a chance or never played the game the first time around. You put in the time and effort and really help us relive simpler times when we just played video games with our friends and didn't spend all this time in quarantine. While I still have not been able to meet with my students this year face-to-face, we've all helped each other deal with this crazy time by playing among us for some reason they get a real kick out of taking me out if they are an imposter again thanks for all your podcasts i look forward to each of them um peeps thank you for writing in man thanks for sharing that that's great stuff uh and listen to everybody i did not read peeps's comment just to pump my own tires like that's i didn't do that you know like for the, i mean yeah it felt nice for me um i i wanted to read this because lately i've re- received a few messages not just on Patreon, but on social media and stuff too, from teachers, you know, and obviously like I just, they're, they're, I mean, we're all struggling. Teachers are in a really tough spot right now. And I just wanted to give a shout out, uh, not only to peebs, but to all the teachers out there. If you're a teacher and you're listening to this right now, uh, I think people in your profession were criminally undervalued before COVID by society as a whole. And now whether you're in school or in lockdown or whatever, times are crazier and harder than ever. Your job is harder than ever. So ginormous tip of my backwards cap to all the teachers out there for doing what you do. And uh, I hope that the rest of the world develops a new appreciation for your profession if they didn't already have it because you guys have a fucking thankless job. Although you do get summers off. That's always been like there's always been a very small part of me that watched teachers get summers off and think, God, man, I should have been a teacher just for summer off. But anyway, you guys have a tough job. So thank you for the kind words, peeps. Thank you for the support. I'm glad you enjoy the podcast. And thank you to you and all of your brothers and sisters in the business. Is it the business? The industry? Is that an industry? Anyway, thank you to teachers for doing what you do. Uh, and then finally, before we move on, you guys know each week I pick one of our Patreon comments and make it the distinguished Letter time, letter. So with that said, it's letter time. It's letter time. And this week, our letter comes in from Matt McLean, who said on Patreon, Adam, sorry if you've addressed this already, but now with the new systems out, what does that mean for Remember the Game? Will Remember the Game be expanding the systems considered to be retro? I was born in the late 80s, so I love hearing about all the games I grew up with, but I'm sure there's at least a good portion of your audience who maybe grew up without knowing the games that you're always talking about. Anyway, just hoping maybe you could give us a glimpse into what RTG might branch out to going forward. Uh, thank you very much for writing in, Matt. Thanks for the letter. I know it's not actually a letter, but I like saying that. Um, and this is actually like, this is a hot button topic here at Remember the Game Industries. We've discussed this on the Patreon page, on Twitch. I've posted about it on social media. I've run polls. Now that the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series everythings are out, are the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and the Wii uh, considered retro? Would you, like, are they? And it's, I, dude, I've literally run this poll a few times in the last 12 months. And and every time I run it on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, whatever, it's split almost down the middle 50-50. Like, I don't think one side usually even gets to 60% of the vote. It's so divisive and right down the center. So, 
Um, it's definitely something I've been thinking about. Should we cover more of the more modern games? I guess at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. Like I'm the senior junior executive vice president of Remember the Game Industries. So I'm going to have to make that call. And uh, so I'm just going to, just to set the record straight, uh, we are eventually, and when I say eventually, I, pr- I mean probably in the next few months, we are going to talk some PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and some Wii uh, games. We are slowly going to start mixing them. They're not going to be every week, but we are slowly going to start mixing them into the rotation. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one, as Matt mentioned, uh, we have listeners that grew up with those consoles. Like I know there's some younger gamers out there listening right now that grew up with those systems, right? Not everyone that listens to the podcast is uh, is as old and, and gross as I am yet right so uh, and if we have listeners that are as attached to the playstation 3 as i am to the super nintendo like that's awesome and yeah I, maybe i should maybe i should show your console of your the console of your ch- childhood Ugh, easy for me to say a little bit of love uh reason number b is that eventually i'm going to run out of games eventually someday you know, and I'm discovering more and more old games that I've never played before that you guys keep asking for. There's so many. Uh, but I, but as as uh, Deebs mentioned, like I do try to play the games that we're going to review on the show and not for like an hour. I try to beat them or at least put some serious time to them. And I only have so much time to actually play games. So like the list of games that I have played and can just fire an episode off tomorrow shrinks every time we cover another one of those games. Um and I just don't want to half-ass it and cover a game that I barely played on the show. And there's a lot of PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and Wii games that I've played that I would like to start giving a little bit of time on the podcast. And uh, reason the third that we're going to start covering those games is that they're, they're two generations old now, right? The PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 are like 15 years old now or something like that. Um, I feel like enough time has passed, you know? 15 years is a long fucking time, so... I think, yeah, I think that is something that we're going to, we're going to start doing. This question comes up semi-regularly. Um, so I just wanted to make the official call, the official, it's an official press release, uh, from the industries here. We will be talking about the occasional PS3, Xbox 360, Wii game in the coming months. Um, certainly won't be every week. I like to keep it on a steady rotation of everything. I just feel like the time is right. And, uh, and if, if a ton of people are against it, I'll see it when we release an episode and the download numbers are half or whatever, then we'll see. I think even people that were like, I don't think those games are retro will probably, if you like listening to the show, you're probably going to listen anyway, even if I talk about a more recent game. Um, and that's really all it like, we'll go from there. If, if the download numbers speak and no one's listening to those episodes then maybe we'll drop them. I don't think that's going to be the case. At the end of the day, I just want to keep talking video games. So that's probably what we're going to do. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for the letter. And thank you to everyone that wrote in this week. You guys keep blowing. And I promise I will get you on the show sooner than later if you send in a comment. Uh, And that's enough for that segment this week. Let's switch it up and let's get into our smash hit segment. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the original NES for unknowingly providing us with our theme music for the show. Uh, the rules are simple, you guys. Each week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern, current PS5, Xbox Series, whatever, AAA title. And the third game is a race from history forever and this week to stick with the whole Bubble Bobble theme, it's the Cute Characters with Apparent Eating Disorder edition 
of uh, of play one, remake one, or race one. We're talking Kirby's Adventure, Yoshi, the video game, not the character, and Snake, Rattle, and Roll. And I hesitated with this lineup because Kirby's the obvious heavyweight in this group. Uh, but don't sleep on Yoshi and Snake, Rattle, and Roll, man. Those are actually both really, really fun games as well. So as always, there is no wrong answers, but there is one correct one, and I'm going to tell you what that is in just a few minutes. Also, as always, huge thank you to everyone that played. I can't read all of them. But I try to switch up who I read each week, and we're going to read a few of them right now, starting with David Schnatterer, who said, uh, I'd play Kirby. It's amazing and spawned tons of sequels and remakes slash re-releases. I'd remake Snake, Rattle, and Roll. It's got unique gameplay and design and will benefit the most from a remake. And Erase Yoshi, it's a fun game, but it just doesn't have enough content. Plenty of puzzle games do it better. Uh, thanks for writing in, David. This is not the order that I would go in that David said, but you get an A minus for your writing in dude, because it was quick. It was precise. It was, it was bullet point sound logic solid. No, I don't know what this game is. So fuck this as so many others did this week, which we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, I particularly agree with you, David, about remaking snake rattle and roll. Cause there's a good game in there under that mess and the weird controls and stuff like that. There's a good game in snake rattle and roll. So I agree, my friend, thank you for playing. Doug Dorn wrote in, Instead, I'm going to say play Kirby. It still has value in its original form. Remake Yoshi because that dinosaur is due. And erase whatever that third game was because who are you? Uh, (laughs) First of all, Doug, Yoshi isn't due a goddamn thing with his stupid nose and his annoying sounds that he makes and his little half-assed float jump. He's not due a goddamn thing. Um, And seriously, though, those are fair answers. I get the logic. Uh, and you are certainly not the only one throwing around the, the who are you shade at poor rattle and roll because Andre SJA Flash wrote into us and said, play Yoshi because I guess it was all right. I don't remember playing any of these, honestly, but Yoshi had remakes that were good, kind of. I'd remake Kirby. Kirby just needs to be done better at this point. They made him the damn ultra protagonist of Smash Bros and can't even give him his own decent new game and erase the snake game because I honestly don't care or know what this is. I won't even bother to look it up after this. (laughs) No love for the snakes at all. Like that's vicious. No love. You know what's nuts is I posted about snake rattle and roll a few weeks ago on like Twitter or something just to see if anyone had played it and a ton of people reached out. We're like, yeah, I played that game. So I thought, oh man, okay, I'll put it I guess there people do know it, but no, I best that was a very vocal minority that actually played Snake Rattle and Roll. Nobody else apparently has played this fucking game. Uh, and that's also a great point that you made uh, about Kirby. Uh, he like he, he is by all accounts and purposes, he's this starring character in Smash Brothers Ultimate, and he has not gotten a good new game in fucking forever. Like I maybe they should make him the Smash Brothers guy. Like stop making Kirby games and just make him the new Smash like the face of Smash Brothers. I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. Because I like Kirby, but he just, yeah, his games fucking have sucked for a long time. Um, Doxer wrote into us on Patreon and said, I'd play Yoshi, even though it's a great puzzler. I don't see, I don't see it beyond maybe a casual online game. Maybe if it had released with a story mode or something, uh, I would have, I would have said remake it, but it didn't. So just play Yoshi remake Kirby's adventure. Yes. This game has been re-released. Yes. This game has a remake for GBA, but this is an awesome Kirby game that deserves a 3d HD remake. And with some added bonuses, like superstar ultra received on the DS, this Kirby game is awesome. And then erase snake rattle and roll. Even though the animation on the snake is great and the music is cool. This game didn't click with me when I was a kid and it still doesn't. So sorry, rare. The snake has to go. So see, at least you've played it, Doxer. At least you were like, yeah, I gave it a chance. I don't like it. Just seeing that someone else played snake rattle and roll 
warmed my heart a little bit. I like I'm going to do an episode of Remember the Game on that game soon, just to try to convince people to give it a bump and play it. I love. I, I just feel bad for it. Um, and I also agree with like not just Doxer, but all of you that wrote in this week. Sorry, I should have the sound off on my computer. My bad. Uh, that probably picked up, and I'm I'm not good enough editing to edit that out. Um, but I agree with all of you saying that Yoshi just isn't a deep enough game. Like it's fun, but you're right. It it is just kind of a. It's not. It's not. There's not a lot of meat on the bone there. I agree with that. Uh, Martin Greenwood actually had a great call on that because he wrote in and said remake Yoshi. I could easily see a modern version that you could play online, like Tetris 99. Play Kirby because it's a great game and still looks cool. Erase Snake, Rattle, and Roll because I didn't like it when I was a kid. Fucking buddy. Fuck yeah, buddy. There, <laughs> That's my Alberta accent coming out. Fucking right, Spud. But that's true. I would fucking love a Yoshi 99. That'd be so... Oh, Jesus. That'd be fucking so sick. Oh, if you haven't played it, I, I think... Yoshi is on the Switch for NES Online. I'm pretty sure you can play it on there. And it's a fun little puzzle game. You should really give it a try. Um, oh, but to see it in that Tetris 99 version where you played against a whole bunch of other people, oh, that got me hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, just straight up, like, whoo, that's fucking well done, Martin. That's a great, great fuck. Oh, God, that's a great fucking call. Um, and then OG Big Titus wrote into us. And Big Titus said I would play Yoshi because it's a fun puzzler and it's aged pretty well. I'd remake Snake Rattle and Roll because we have to. And then I would erase Kirby's Adventure. Kirby is a simp and we didn't have COVID-19, Trump, Trudeau, War in Syria, Edmonton Oilers, Media, and Oil Country Joe until it came along. So now, for those of you that don't know, Big Titus and Oil Country Joe are two regulars here in our community that have kind of a love-hate-love relationship. Like, I think there's something going on. I think maybe they go for picnics and stuff, but on on our platforms they fight with each other um now here's the thing i don't agree with 90 percent of og big titus's reasoning but i agree with the order spot on titus got gets the square this week he was the only person that wrote in that had the exact same order that i had for play one remake one erase one i would i would also play yoshi you guys know that i'm lukewarm on that stupid dinosaur um and i don't think that Yoshi the puzzling like it is a puzzle game and I don't think it's as good as Dr. Mario or Tetris uh shout out to Luca on Patreon I couldn't fit your post in this week but you basically said the same thing uh and I agreed with you when I saw that uh it's not as good as Dr. Mario or Tetris uh but that said I had Yoshi for my Game Boy when I was a kid and I played it a ton and if you've never played it picture like a tetris dr mario style like column screen and you control mario at the bottom of the screen and he's got four platforms that you can flip left and right and kind of move the four platforms around you always have four stacks going but you can switch around where they're set on the screen and bad guys continue to fall from the sky onto one of your four stacks and so you got to balance them on these four trays and every time you stack two of the same enemy on top of each other they disappear and you can't let the screen fill up with enemies and then sometimes yoshi eggs uh fall like the two halves the top of the bottom and if a bottom comes down it'll land wherever it lands and then you can let enemies stack up on top of it and then when a top half comes down if you put it on the same stack as the bottom half those two eggs will meet to form a full yoshi egg and every bad guy that got trapped in the middle gets eliminated from all bonus points and uh and you just go and rack up as high a score as you can before the bad guys stack up to the top of the screen and i actually think it's a really clever fo- like i really like that game a lot actually um we should fuck i'd like to give that its own episode of the show eventually uh i would also remake snake rattle and roll 
like Big Titus said, not not because I have to, as he would, because uh, I think it's really a fun game. It's really cool. The soundtrack fucking slaps. It's really good. The premise of the game is really fun. You control these two cute little snakes, and they eat dots to grow bigger, and uh, the more dots you eat, the longer their body gets, and you need to get their body to maximum length so that they're heavy enough to trigger the door mechanism to open the door to get out of your level. And it's, it's just, it's really fun. The big issue with it is the controls because it's that isometric corner view. Do you know what I mean? Like a game like a Hades or whatever. And uh, with the NES D-pad, it's just a real bitch, a real bitch to control. Um, yeah, it just, it, I love this game, but it controls like shit. So I'd love to see it remade with better controls and maybe clean up the graphics and all that kind of stuff. Really fun game. It's on Rare Replay. So if you've got access to Rare Replay, you can give it a try and just see what all the, the hubbub is about. It's really fun. Uh, and then it, maybe this sounds crazy, but I'd eliminate Kirby. Uh, not because he's a simp, uh, like Titus said. I like the character of Kirby. I like his early games. I like him in Smash. I think most of his later games suck. He's the, obviously the baby franchise. Um, but, but I like Kirby's adventure a lot. I, if you listen to the episode of expansion pass from a couple months ago where we ranked the best NES games, Kirby's adventure shows up fairly high on my list of best NES games. But the bottom line is that Kirby superstar on the SNES is the infinitely better game by a mile. I would rather play it. I wouldn't miss Kirby's adventure as long as I had Kirby superstar. So, uh, so that's my answer. Thanks to all of you that played. Sorry. I can't read them all on here as always. I always say that, uh, but, but keep trying. I keep playing and I I will get you right on here sooner than later. I promise. And then one last thing before I get into what I've been playing and we talk bubble bobble, my friend, Brad, actually the guy who's going to be the guest on this week's show sent me a video this week. Uh, uh, just texted me a video and was like, did you know this? It's about the original PlayStation. And I wanted to shout this out and I, and I didn't actually think to look, maybe this is an old video that I just hadn't seen, but do you remember with the original PlayStation, you had memory cards and you could put your memory card in. And then if you opened the disc drive and turned your PlayStation on, then you could go to like the data management where it would show you everything thing that was on your on your memory card and you could transfer it to another one you could delete it stuff like that and all the every save file in your memory card had like those cool little icons for each game which i always really liked like memory cards as a whole are just a fucking pain in the ass but i did like that little data management screen excuse me on the playstation for the memory cards. so anyway this dude posted a video explaining uh, how that worked and showing how easy it was to accidentally delete your save off of a memory card so easy and it was i'm sure tons of people myself included accidentally deleted a save file and uh when that's like a sports game save or like an rpg that you've pumped 60 hours into or something like that is devastating shit and this is obviously in the days before the cloud or anything like that but like this guy's video explained that if if you accidentally delete your save off your memory card you could push the four triggers l1 l2 r1 r2 on top of the playstation controller at the same time and you could undo what you did and your save would come back it was like hitting on like hitting back like you made a mistake um and what's really crazy about this guy's video is that he said in the video he can't find anything in the instruction manual for the playstation saying that that was a possible like that that was a thing that that was possible like and and obviously there's not a lot of people playing original playstation out there these days i don't know how many people that this tip helps now but i saw the video i was like i can't believe that how the fuck was that not in the instruction manual for the playstation how like it made me angry it makes me angry right now it's it it feels like the same way they half-assed the PlayStation Classic, but they did it 25 years ago with the original PlayStation. How the fuck do you not tell anyone this feature's in there? You know how many people probably accidentally deleted their save files? I know I did back in the day. And were like, son of a bitch, and didn't know that all they had to do was tap the shoulder buttons and get their file back? And they didn't tell anyone. 
How did they not tell anybody? I don't like now. Now the one counter argument to that is like, I wouldn't have read the manual for my PlayStation anyway. Have any of you ever read the manual that comes with a console? It's one thing to read a manual that comes with a game, but to read the manual that comes with the console with all the surgeon's warnings and don't don't lick the power cord and don't stare at the screen for too long and how to turn it on. Like no one reads that. So even if this file this thing did exist, I would not have read the manual and would have known that. But I floored that they wouldn't tell anyone about this. Like so anyway, I just I don't know. Maybe that's not a big story, but he sent me that video and my mind was fucking blown. I couldn't believe it. So I was like, I am going to bring that up on the show this week. Fucking PlayStation, you fucked us again. Anyway, all right. What have I been playing? And then we're going to talk Bubble Bobble. Uh, it's mostly what I was playing last week, but over again. I'm still playing Wasteland 3 on my Xbox One. Loving that game. Can't wait to finish it, though, because it's so goddamn long. I'm also still playing Hades on my Switch. I actually just worked a week at the comedy club where I was hosting. And when you host, once you bring the headliner up, you have about 45 minutes where you have nothing to do other than wait to go back up and say goodnight after the headliner. So I brought my Nintendo Switch to the club all weekend and grinded away at Hades. Really digging that game. Highly recommend it. I'm still playing Crash Bandicoot 4 on my PS4. Fucking loving it it's hard but fuck it's awesome and i started playing tetris effect on my xbox because it's on game pass now so many of you recommended it and dude it's fucking incredible i will 100 that game no question i'll get every achievement in that game it's so it's actually replaced tetris 99 as my unwind game i don't want to stream it because it's a better game if you can just turn all the lights off put your headphones on just space out lose yourself in the game it's a real trip like you're going through outer space playing fucking tetris uh, but the soundtrack is awesome. I, I, just, I love the new mechanics they put in. Highly recommend Tetris Effect if you've got it on anything. Hi, you like Tetris. Highly recommend it. And that's enough. That's a long enough intro. Uh, the Steffens of the world are going to be fucking angry about it. So let's just shut up and let's get into Bubble Bobble. You guys know I like to give you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games as well before I indulge myself and talk about the games. And uh, Joe Gillespie wrote into us on Patreon and said, I'm not sure I played the original, but I played the shit out of the Puzzle Bobble arcade game. We didn't have an arcade in my neighborhood, but the local pizza place we hung out at got Bubble Bobble. Uh, during our seventh grade summer of 1995, my two buddies and I would spend many nights feeding our hard-earned allowances into this game. I got three bucks for wa- taking help Mrs. Smith's trash every Wednesday after school, and then it would disappear into this game after about 15 minutes. Great memories. Uh, d- first of all, Joe, that made me feel fucking old as shit because yeah, I was in grade seven in 1996 would have been my grade seven summer. So fuck me, that made me feel old. Um, now I actually never played the arcade game. I, we owned the NES one as a kid, so I played the NES one all the time. Uh, but I just, I love how many people played this game back in the day, whether it be the arcade version, the NES version, the whatever. Um, it never seems to pop up on greatest games of all time lists. Like it doesn't, it's just not one of the ones you think to put on there. And that's a real shame because this game kicks ass, man. Martin Greenwood wrote in and said, the music was amazing, but I remember getting bloody frustrated with this game a lot. And yep, I agree, Martin. This game can be so frustrating there's a couple levels in particular which we're going to get into in a minute uh that really irritated the fuck out of me um but it's funny because the music just plays on repeat like over and over and over for the whole game and even the music that i'll have played during this podcast you might be like well that would be annoying over the whole game but for some reason it just fits and it doesn't irritate you like you think it would i don't know what it is about it i just it's really good and then finally, Rome21 wrote in and said, Back in our youth, my brother and I rented Bubble Bobble and we played it down in our basement. We managed to get to the final boss, but we couldn't beat it. Plus our dog shit all over the floor as well, but I'm not sure if that's important. Uh, still a fun little game and a good way to burn some time. See? That's what I'm talking about with Remember the Game. How many video game podcasts share dog poop stories? Yeah, you're sure as fuck not going to hear that on Retro Nuts. That's Remember the Game. That's what we do here. Uh, we were in the same spot as kids. 
Rome. Like um, we, my brother and I would play this game together all the time. We could reach that final boss, but we couldn't beat him. He was invincible. Uh, and I'm going to tell you all about that right now. This is long enough. My buddy Brad and I are going to talk some bubble bobble. Let's cue up that bubbly bobbly music. And let's blow some bubbles, man, because Bubble Bobble originally released in arcades and then got transited into a whole bunch of things back in 1986. Get comfortable, eat some food. I, fuck, I can't think of anything clever to say. Just listen to the fucking podcast. Here we go. buddy so <laughs> joining me via the old uh the hot i need a name for my phone here like the bad phone i gotta come up with a cool name but joining me via the telephone this week to talk bubble bobble is a longtime pal of mine and frequent guest here on the show my buddy brad and brad you and i have literally been talking for 56 minutes before i hit record on this thing uh yes, but sir. that's that's a covid effect because i just haven't talked to my friends in so goddamn long so yep. uh well i know the answer for the sake of the listeners how are you doing how's life Dude, I'm doing doing well. Call it the blank phone. The blank phone? The blank phone? Yeah, maybe yeah, the blown. It's, it's like the it's like the bat phone, but the blank phone. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna get so many messages from people now being like, call it this, call it. That's fine. Send them in. Send them yeah, in. Yeah, send them in. I'll give I'll give uh, there's no prize other than a shout no, out. No, I was but gonna I, say name it. Name it. <laughs> I was gonna say, give them a prize, but you're a comedian and a podcaster. You ain't got no money. Yeah, I have no money. Uh no, <laughs> no money. I'm surprised that the minutes on my phone have lasted to get through this chat. <laughs> But, All right. uh, so that said, uh, today, so uh, as we're recording this, you guys right now, it is fucking literally almost 5 PM on Tuesday night. This is by far the closest to missing a deadline for an episode as I've ever come. Uh, so we, we better, we better quit fucking around because I still have to find time to edit this thing. Uh, but we were talking one of, this is, I will have said in the intro, this is one of the greatest video games ever that no one ever talks about. Nobody yep. ever brings 100%. this fuck, Right? Like it's a great, it's. From the music, I'm just going to say this. I, again, I always cheat. I try to find a video to kind of, you know, jog the memory on certain things. I've been smoking a lot of dope, but that's a different story. Uh, just, uh, it, it's one of those games that uh, when you hear the music, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it just flooded memories back into my head of a kid, just being a kid, playing with friends, being in the arcade. Uh, we'll get into it. Like, I've got some decent stories about that, but, you know, it's, it, it's such a solid game. It really is. Solid and, game. Yeah. Like, and like when most people, sure, like if you Google a list of like the greatest video games of all time and stuff like that, Bubble Bobble will show up. But like when you're sitting yes. around with your buddies or even me in the past on this show and you're sitting around talking about the greatest games of all time and you're, you know, and you're naming the Marios and the, and the Zeldas and the Sonics and the Halos and the Final Fantasies and, you know, all the obvious easy ones. Um, NHL. And it, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> nobody ever thinks to mention bubble bobble and frankly no one ever thinks to mention a lot of the like bubble bobble galaga centipede like the pac-man donkey kong like some of these classic old video games and it's like and i played like we'll get into it like i played the fuck out of this game as a kid we owned it on the I nes think, i played the ton out of it i played so much of it yeah um, i think too it comes down to a, a lot of times where if you're talking to an 80s kid or even a 70s kid uh, well, we're all ad old adults now, but when you were talking about growing up, I think those games are kind of like 
just the standard. So they don't get mentioned. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. To a part way where it's like if a guy goes Galaga, well, yeah, of course Galaga. You know right. what I mean? Like it, it might be one of those things where it doesn't get caught up, but you are correct that you don't hear people going off about this game because it was like amazing. Cause I, I it is, it's an amazing little game. It really is. And I was just, as you called to record this, I was writing up the little blog uh, summation podcast description that I put under each episode. And I usually write just two or three sentences or paragraphs about the game and my guest and stuff like that. And I was like, there's something, I think one of the things I, I, cause I, all you guys talk about how passionate I am about video games. I appreciate that. Cause I really am borderline obsessed with video games. But like one of the things about a game like this is like when you look at games today and you've got the 4K Blu-ray ray tracing 1080p 4 billion pixel crazy art with VR and dual stock controllers that will suck your dick while you play the game and make you a sandwich and all the crazy shit that comes in video games today. And it's like one of my favorite things about retro gaming is that they had no bells or whistles. And they had a simple controller or an arcade cabinet. Like I played this on the NES. I don't, did you play the NES or did you play the arcade or both or both, both okay. for sure. So if you're playing it at the arcade, you've got the joystick and like two buttons. And if you're yeah. playing it at home, yeah. you have the D pad and two buttons. And to me, that's what makes the great retro games just as just so great is the fact that they just, they either, they had to be, to be good. Do you know what I mean? Like they, th- we all know saying, those bad NES games and those bad Genesis and Super Nintendo games and stuff and they stand yeah. out and now they suck. But the good ones are legitimately timeless because they're so basic that anyone could pick up and play them. And if you were the game developer, you're like, this game has to be fun or no one's going to give a shit about it. I think too, um, I agree with you on all those levels too. And it's one of those things where about games like this is like, the description you just gave about all the things that these new systems can do. I, I haven't reached the level of dick sucking sandwich making up my PlayStation five that I just got. Hopefully I'll get there. That'll be the pro. That'll be the pro version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where all those things are great that these new systems can do. And I love it. It's, it's unbelievable. I've told you, uh, to get that controller in your hand and everything like that. That's a different story. But the basics of these games, it was just, you kind of, you got more into it. Yeah, like you, you were so focused on the screen for a bubble bobble, a Galaga, uh techno wrestling, which we discussed. Yeah. Uh, these games, you just, you just, you focused on the screen. And I just remember my parents would walk by and my brother and I would just be sitting there so focused, just doing levels of Bubble Bobble or playing Galaga. You're in the arcade. No one's around you. You're just so focused on that screen. The yeah. colors are popping. It's so bright. You you said it best. These makers back then definitely knew how to get you to love these games. Yeah. And, but but they were good. They you were good. blinded saying, oh, this game's amazing. No, it's kind of shit. No, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's shit. There's those games where we thought were good, and then you plug it back in and you go, my God, this was good back in the day. Like, again, GoldenEye, we can say it was very, very good for its time, <laughs> but trying to play it now is a struggle. Of course. You pop in, you pop in Bubble Bobble right now, you're looking at the same game you played decades ago, which is sad to say, but it still runs the same and it still has that same shit. I got to concentrate. And like, yeah. you're, you're right back to being 
an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, I just, like, listen, I I literally said it, I think on my Expansion Pass podcast last week. I'm doing so many fucking podcasts now. I can't oh, keep you're track. So of, busy with I can't keep track of what, so what show now. I say what on. But I, I want to say it was on Expansion Pass. I said that, like, I, I truly feel like maybe we're in the golden age of gaming, like, right? Like, it, gaming's never been better than it is right now with the PlayStations, the Xboxes, the Nintendos, all that stuff. I, it's PC yeah. to a lesser extent, you fucking weirdos. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the gaming today obviously is insane. But I'm like, I just... And listen, I love game like some of my like Super Mario Kart Mario Kart 8 is like maybe my second or third favorite video game ever. But I'm like I just don't know how many games today will be able you'll be able to just someone that's never played a video game will be able to pick up a controller in 20 years and play it and be like, "Oh yeah, this is sick." Whereas like that's to me that's that's one of the things that draws me to these retro games so obsessively is that I'm like to me like Bubble Bobble will never not be playable. It doesn't matter right. how old it gets. I can hand you that basic controller, explain the physics. You may not beat the game or be good, but anyone can pick that up, not be overwhelmed, and and frankly have fun with it. And there's just something about that in these some of these old games that just isn't a thing. That'll never right. be a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because games it's, are getting too complicated and too deep. Well, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just want to play a game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just want to fire it up. That's the one beauty I think that the Switch we've talked about it before with the, with the classic games being on the switch has over the PlayStation and stuff. They are available on the Xbox and stuff, but it's just not the same. It just doesn't feel the same to me anyways. Like I, when I, I remember when they had the arcade classics come on to uh, the PlayStation and one of them was uh, Galaga and I played it on there, but it, it didn't have it. It just didn't have yeah, the feel. It just feels I, different. It, exactly. Yeah. And it, for the Nintendo, like bubble bobble man, again, the screen, the music, everything. It was just, it flooded back and it was just like, man, there, there's a lot of good times. And like you said, that's, that, that's the best part of your, I think one of the best parts of your podcast is, and the passion you show is that it just brings back your, just your childhood of sitting there yeah, getting involved in these things that were just so much more, they're still fun. Like I still love gaming and I, I, I just bought a PS5. But it's never gonna be what it was. No, there's just I, like there's yeah. not that moment where you're just so involved. Like it, it, it's just not the same because you know what you grow up and you get older. But to get that back a little bit, you plug in a bubble bobble right now, and it feels the same. Way. Yeah, I hope it's still. I I hope that like by the end of this podcast, we've convinced at least uh, my favorite messages that you guys send are the ones where you're like, I I have to go play this game now. And I want you guys to feel like that. Cause like, let's like, so we'll get into it. Like, I can't imagine there's a person. Okay. I shouldn't say that. I'd be shocked if there was too many people listening to this that have never played bubble bobble. But if by fluke you haven't played bubble bobble, if your listeners have not played bubble bobble, wow. I'd be floored. Yeah. But if you haven't, you're, if, yeah, I guess sure. if by chance there's a hundred levels and each level is a single solid stationary screen. There's no walking off the screen or I guess you can go through the screen to the bottom, like through the top yeah. and then come in the bottom and stuff like that. But there's no scrolling or anything like that. It's just a hundred basic boards. And in each board, the long and short of it is you control one of these two like borderline sickeningly cute dinosaurs. And you have to shoot. Dragon. No, then, then come on. Call them what they are. They're dragons. They're okay. They're dragons. And you spit bubbles. You burp out bubbles. And they catch bad guys in them. And then while the bad guys are caught in the bubble, you have to then pop said bubble to kill the bad guy. And once you kill every bad guy in the level, then you get trapped in a bubble and it just carries you to the next level. And you just progress through the hundred. And it's so simple and so basic. 
but is it though? Well, okay, there you <laughs> yeah. go. But it's yeah. also so complex. Like it just you play the first couple levels and you're like, this and is you're like, well, yeah. this is it's easy. Not, like, yeah, it feels like baby mode. Those first few levels are so yeah. easy, and then just like, <laughs> fuck, I ugh. And then just all of a sudden, and I'm not, listen, none of this is criticisms. I don't even think I have a criticism of this game. But, like, it gets so fucking hard. And if oh, you're yeah, sitting there. Oh, yeah, it goes there, from, out of, by level five, I'm going to give it, say, the farthest, level seven. You go from zero to 100. It gets and it's so like, hard. Those fucking ghost things come <sighs> down. And you're, don't matter, do you, like, I saw it today, and it, it, it just. It brought back memories again. The level that is the ghost. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it, it's like so when you jump up, you're it's like the bricks are all in the shape of the ghost. Yeah. It's it. That's not even when the sh- the shit starts. No. That's a later level. But no. you're just like you see that level, and I remember just seeing it when it popped up on my screen, watching the video, and then like not the nightmare, but like the 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 moment that came anxiety back. Yeah. yeah yeah you're like this isn't gonna be good no so like and, and they come pouring in uh, and you're like oh god so like each level like they start out like because gravity plays like you know like it's you, you fall like if you walk off an edge you fall and like, you can't die by falling because there's a lot of levels where you can fall through the bottom of the screen and then it just spits you out of the top of the screen and the same thing happens with the enemies and so, like, the first few levels are pretty basic. They're just a couple of platforms. You jump up and you're done. But, like, as the levels go on, they, like, maybe a maze isn't quite the way to describe it because you can see the whole thing. You're not going to get lost. But it becomes a It's a, a clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck. And you're right. And there are some levels. Like, there's there are levels literally where the bricks that design that make up the level are shaped like the enemies, which I always love. But some, yeah. of, them, some of them are so, like, just... Just climbing them is so fucking hard because these two yeah. little dragons can only jump maybe, maybe 25% of the way up the screen. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe. so the only way to climb up is to go from platform to platform or from bubble to bubble because one of the things you can do is you can spit infinite bubbles. You can spit as many bubbles as you want. And uh, you can then bounce on those bubbles. But the bubbles are also sinking. And so you're like spitting them and like sometimes your only play is to literally just puke up fucking 40 bubbles into a corner and let them kind of pile on each other. Then bounce, 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 bounce onto them to get up to the next part of the level. And the thing is, is you're on a time restraint in each level to kill all the bad guys. And sometimes these fucking bad guys are up at the top of these levels that the only way you can get up there is to bounce on these fucking bubbles, which is just a bitch. And if you land on the bubbles wrong or hit them at the wrong angle or whatever, you pop them. And you're trying to get up, and at first there's no real urgency, and you're like, this is fine. But then the urgency starts to kick in because the song played, that stupid little sound plays, like a Mario game where you're running out of time. And then everything right. gets more hectic, and then all the bad guys go into angry mode and start moving faster. And you're like, Which I love. Which I do I too. Love, I love that too. So now you're it, like, And again, what? Again, sorry to cut you off, no, but no. The, the, the cuteness of the dragons is right. wonderful. Like it just adds a little thing. And the, all the enemies are all cute. But when they get pissed off, their little faces change. Yeah. And they're just, they, and they just start moving faster. And then you're just like, it's a frustrating fucking game. Oh. But the key thing is, it's so much fun. It is fun. Like, it's, you're, like, it, it, it's like, not, th- you, I, I probably threw my controller. I'm not going to lie. As a kid, I was a controller thrower. I did too. throw my, like, I did. This game probably caused that a couple of times. Oh. Not drastically, but I, I, I do recall getting really angry, but the key thing is 
the console was the way to play this game compared to the arcade because at least you could pause right and take a minute and a moment because you know what if you get to level i'm gonna say 20 in this game you're sweating oh i don't care you're either eight years old or 48 years old you've got beads of sweat like you need a break you need to get a water maybe crack your knuckles and get ready to get back into hell because hell is coming it doesn't stop when we brought up the anxiety so like yes so there's two ways that the ang because like some of the bad guys are like completely they're goombas from mario they're completely useless yeah and then some of them get a little harder either they bounce all over the screen or there's those fucking my least favorite enemies in the game those cock-sucking robots that shoot the electric beams like directly underneath them but like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they start out, they're not bad. And then there's two ways for them to get triggered and go into angry mode. And number one is you either almost run out of time, then everyone gets angry. Or number two, if you catch them in a bubble, then you see them stuck in the bubble, but you only have so much time to then go over to that bubble and pop it. And if you don't, then they break out of the bubble and they're automatically in angry mode. Then they're harder to kill because they're moving faster and stuff like that. But once that and- time sets in, this is my anxiety thing. And I love, like, it's good anxiety, but it also is like fuck me anxiety is when you're running out of time that fucking timer song plays the music starts going faster all the bad guys start going crazy then that other stupid song plays and then that's when that motherfucking ghost whale thing comes scrolling in from the side and you can't kill him you just have to get away from it he's chasing you around while you're trying to traverse these levels and i promise you guys if you've never played this game if you hit a point where that music plays and that fucking ghost is coming in after you yeah but like whoever you need to still get to to kill to finish the level was clearly incredibly difficult for you to get to because you would have already killed him like so like it gets so hard and now the music's getting anxious and anxiety ridden and you're like fuck me everything's going faster now this goddamn fucking whale ghost is following me around and he can fly right through walls and anything and he's just oh he don't give a shit he don't give a shit he's he he wants one thing he wants the cute dragon and it's so fucking intense man and again and again like again the names are bub and bob right you know what i mean like you pick one bubble bobble and like and again one of the key things when you asked me to do this game is i've mentioned it before in the podcast if you had this game or you saw this game the cover man the box art yeah the covers everything it, it again it's one of those games that just popped yeah like we we've did, we discussed it before in the 80s nothing will ever beat 70s probably all of the eighties uh, video game covers because of the artists that did it. Yeah. And this game, it's not even really that great, but it's just awesome. Cause mm-hmm. it's two little dragons with bubbles around them. And it just says bubble bobble. And you mentioned one thing that I have to say, like the song in this game, after rehearing it for the first time in a long time is repetitive, but it's not annoying to me. No, that's the thing. I, right? I, I want to say. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of the great. It's one. It's it's one of the goats for songs. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of the greatest of all time. I'm I'm ninety percent sure because like this is one of the rare instances, maybe the first instance ever in the podcast, guys, where I actually recorded the intro and outro before I recorded the chat with Brad. And I want to say during that intro, I mentioned the music and how like, oh yeah, because I was like, when I edit the episode, I got to put the music from the game in. And I was like, there's really only one song in the game. But I was right. like, and it and just kind of, it, it, it doesn't it stops suck. and it just restarts. Because there's other but games. it's so good. And the one that comes to my mind when I think of games like this is Ghostbusters on the NES with that horrible, oh, yeah, yeah. that horrible. And by the end of it, you want to mute the TV. You're like, I can't listen to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And and the, because it makes that high screeching noise, I remember that. Right, and it's, the bubble bobble music 
Uh, if you guys have never played the game, you might have heard that music a couple of times now. I've been like, that would get obnoxious fast. But there's something about when you're actually it, playing the game, it just fits, it just fits perfectly. In. Yes, so yes. perfectly. And you're right. And the whole game, like one thing I love about this game is there's like, there's, I mean, this was a big thing with a lot of NES games, but like there's no load screens. There's no nothing. It's just, there's no cutscenes. It's just, you just fall into the next level and the level comes up. And that music never stops playing on repeat. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it never gets, it's, you're right. Cause like that should be such an obnoxious song. You would think, you would think it would be, but it, it just it just starts up and you're like all right it's level one let's go yeah let's it never it gets up. old and and then you're just again i'm saying by level 15 podcasters out there reach out to adam level 15 level 20 let me know the level of sweat just Ugh. one bead your first bead of sweat when you try this game if you are trying it for the first time in decades or years or you're a new time player I want to know like how long it took you to either pause it and go, I need water or I just need to like it gets, focus my eyes. It gets again so because, intense. And like, and the thing is, is yeah. like sometimes these stupid little enemies they'll get, cause like some of these levels are a bitch to traverse because you've got to do it by bouncing off bubbles and the bubbles yeah. can be a bitch to fucking land on and stuff like that. And then sometimes these goddamn enemies end up in these tiny little caverns on the screen yes. where you're like, yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. one way to get at it and you can't figure out how, or you know, what's even more frustrating is if you get one caught in a bubble, but then he floats away before you can pop him, and you can't get to him. And then the bubble pops to let him out. Now he's angry mode of whatever he is. And then he falls into one of those caverns where he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And you're and like, you know, you know, you know what happens at that point, your favorite, the music starts speeding uh, up and Oh, look who's coming into the screen. And then and there comes like that fucking ghost whale i hate him and then it's like there's times where you just like you give up and just walk into the ghost whale you're like i'm never yeah gonna oh get yeah 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 no yeah. but it's also i'll tell you guys one of the most relieving feelings maybe in any video game i've ever played is when you're playing a level in this and that intense music's playing and that fucking whale's chasing you around and you're freaking out because there is no time limit it just it's no. going to kill you because that whale will get you but like, yeah. and you're running around this screen frantically trying to get to that last fucking bad guy and then if you get to him and then it like does the big pop and every like all the bubbles pop in the level and all that kind of stuff. And then it grabs you to take you to the next level. And all that happens is the music goes back to normal and it drops you into the next level and everything just goes back to normal. And it is the most, the most therapeutic, calming, relieving feeling. It's like you had to go to the bathroom so bad. And yeah. when you pop that last bubble with all the intense music and the whale chasing you, it's like you just made it to the bathroom. That's, oh, and that's, then, but, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, feeling yeah. of relief. It's incredible. And then guess what? And then guess what? Hell just starts over again. And then it starts all and, over. Yeah, and it's you, but but you're right. The relief that's there. Like I remember playing this with my older brother, and we were like yelling at each other, but in like a positive way. Okay, go left, go right, go this way, and we would cheer and just be screaming at the TV that we're beating this game. I I I can 100% say I never finished it. I've never finished it. Yeah. It's, I, I've gotten to the I, end boss a few times. I can't be really. It. Yeah. My brother, wow. well, my brother and I owned it on the internet. We played it so much. Uh, and we've gotten to that final boss. We'll get into that boss in a minute. Cause I, that yeah, cocksucker, yeah. I don't know if there's another guy in the history of video games that I want to beat worse than that fucking final boss that I can't beat. Um, well, another thing I like about this game is like, so I never played it in the arcade. I know in the arcade, your focus is less of, I mean, maybe your focus to me when I'm playing an arcade game, especially a game like this, where there is an ending, like I usually focus on beating it as opposed to racking up a high score, but you can just play for a high score. And that's another cool little added feature to this game is that when you kill bad guys, 
so a lot of the or just frankly your bubbles and stuff sometimes like they drop food or diamonds and things and yeah, then you, you can get go the eat it and the, yeah, uh, and it, yeah, and it just gives points. you more points. It just gives you more score. Yeah. But then they also sometimes drop like bonus items where you can pick up and then you go like temporarily invincible where you can just run around and just kill bad guys and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of um, like the Pac-Man kind of. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the ghosts turn into whatever the hell they turn into. And another cool thing that happens is letters sometimes pop up. Right. And you can collect the spell. I think it's extend, I think, is the word. And you could collect like all six letters. And if you could get all six letters, then it grabs you in a bubble and it just warps you past a few levels. And now, remember that now, now remember this game came out in 1986 people. Okay. This game had both like a hundred levels for one. It had, it kept your score, which again, doesn't really have a point to a certain degree. And then you could jump levels. Yeah. Like that you're collecting letters to jump levels. Now, if you if you're an '80s kid and you played games in the '80s, these are revolutionary things. Yeah, this was like these like, are not just like a basic game. Yeah, it looks like the most basic game. Again, I want like you said, new people that have never played this. I just love the fact that I hope you people fire it up and you go. It's three little steps. You just jump up and you hit the guys with bubbles. What are these guys talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. You you you'll see. It throws you. But in the when deep you end get fast, yeah 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 it, yeah yeah. It's just like the most, like when I, again, we, we kind of partially touched on it, but when you first started playing this game, you just sat there and go, there's three little levels and you jump up and oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Level two. Oh, there's five levels. Oh, okay. There's more enemies. Great. Yeah. And then shit hits the fan. But it's this just, is a revolutionary game that they had all these little things that they added. Yeah. It's just so goddamn fun. And I really think they do a, they do a, Quite frankly, there are current video games, current platforming video games that don't do as good a job at mixing up level from level like this game does. No. And this level like doesn't even, or pardon me, this game doesn't even have like big, long scrolling levels. They have single static screens to work with. But the way they use the blocks and the enemy placements and stuff to to make them, like some, like again, some levels you can walk through a hole in the bottom of the screen and it'll drop you at the top. Or so can right. the enemies. Other levels, like there, there's one level I'm going to bring up in a minute that's my least favorite level in the game. I hate, I I. I feel nauseous thinking about it. It makes me so mad. But there's other levels where like there are enemies at the top of the screen. There's no hole at the bottom for you to fall through and you have to figure out how to climb up to them just using your bubbles. And sometimes they're attacking you and stuff while you're doing it. And you get like, you. Don't, it's not like you get HP in this game. Like one hit from a bad guy kills you. You're dead. Yeah. yeah you're dead. So like, which I also love. And so there's one level and I don't know if you're going to remember. I don't know if you would have got to this level. And anyone that got to this level is going to know exactly what I'm fucking talking about when I start describing it. The whole level is empty. It just drops you into the bottom four-fifths of the level. It's just one big empty room. And then at the top of the level, there's a few of those fucking robots that just move left to right shooting lasers down at you. And the only way to beat this level is to keep blowing bubbles against the wall and bouncing up them to get up onto the level with this fucking robots that are shooting lasers at you. But the whole wow. time you're trying to climb up, they're downing lasers on you. And so if they shoot a laser where you're trying to climb up against the wall, you have to move. Laser pops all your bubbles. Now you've got to start back over. And then that fucking time kicks in. And then those stupid robots start running around faster, shooting even more lasers. So you're and like, then- son of a bitch. Then stupid fudgy the fucking whale comes in. And now he's after me. 
And now I can't even go against the wall to climb up because that fucking whale's there. Like, that level beat me more times than the rest of the levels in this fucking game combined. And I remember it as a kid, and I knew it was coming, and every time we got there, like, you were, like, if my brother and I, when we were playing, if we had five of the extend level letters, we would, even if we saw the sixth one, we wouldn't pick it up. Because we really? would, we would try to save it for a level or two before that one, mm, so right. that we so could, could grab it and scope by and tell that level to fuck off. I guarantee you, there are people listening to this right now that are like motherfucker because you remember that level too, fucking it's, robot it, sack of shit. And it, and like that's that's again, it just goes back to this game. You talk like I'm I've been obviously reading reviews on PlayStation Five games and stuff like that, and one of the key key things coming out with these first games, like. They're saying, oh, they look great, but they're so repetitive, repetitive, yeah. repetitive, repetitive. And I think it's funny. You look back on a game like this and it's not. It's just not because no. like you said, because it's and like the funny thing is that level, I could just imagine being such a mind fuck when you drop into it Ugh. and you're like, there's nothing in here. Yep. Figure it out. <laughs> and you're just like, so what, mad. yeah, you're just sitting there going, well, what do we do? Well, we got, okay, go left, go left. And you're. Because now you're sitting there trying to focus on this level. Yeah. And I, you, because as a kid, again, we had nothing. No, that's it. You, you had it over figure, and over. Yeah. You just say, okay, I'm going to go to the wall this time. Somebody figured out to go to that wall, right? Yeah. And then you, you told your buddy in the playground, hey, in Bubble Bobble, I got to this level. You have to go to the wall. Because that's the only way we found information I, is I, from friends. I feel like, like maybe my controller throwing anger rage game rage problems like yeah <laughs> that level is like a single it's that's like it. that's up there in the list that made to, that yeah. might have been yeah. one of the causes because it used to make me so and i remember dude so like and that's something else i wanted to get into is like i i primarily prefer to play my video games alone and i even as a kid i always was like unless it was a multiplayer game i preferred to play alone. Yeah. stuff like i yeah. love contra but i don't want to yeah. play a two-player like let me play alone Bubble Bobble being on that one single screen, I cannot recommend enough to play it two players. It is such a godsend to have a second guy there. So wait, what's the move? Do you both go to one side and just no. fire as many bubbles when my, and jump up as many as you can? Or my, what? You know what? This is actually one of the rare games that I used to play with my mom. She would play it with me, and then so would my brother. And when we would play together, if one of us managed to get up, because like in some of the later levels, it can be difficult just to get onto the higher parts of the level. If yeah, one of us yeah. managed to get up there, then they just stayed up there, even if there was no enemies. Because it was like that way, if one of these little bastards gets stuck in a bubble and yeah, floats up there, dry- yeah, yeah, you're up there to get them. We got them. We, got we had the whole yeah. level covered. And it like seriously, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the single best multiplayer experience ever or anything, but like um, for those of you in recent days, like recent years that have played like the Overcooked games, they are so much more fun with two players or three players than they are with alone. And to me, Bubble Bobble is is a perfect. It's so much more fun to play with a second person, and quite frankly, it's 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 so much more beatable with the second person. Like because you can split up, and and then the enemies get divided up, and it's just it's a really fun. Like I I haven't played this game in. God, man, I, it's got to be 20, 25 years. And like talking about really, it right yeah. now, I'm like, I yeah. really want to play it again. Like, I really yeah, want to play it right now. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a very, very good game. Have you sure. have you played any of the like the I know there's a like I, and this might sound like sacrilege to other to some of the listeners. Um, I know that there are a ton of like 
bubble bobble spinoffs and sequels and stuff. Yeah. This is the yeah. only one that I have played is this one. 100%. I, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I never, I, yeah, I never picked up, I never picked up the sequel. I, I probably, I like, I won't say I never played Bubble Bobble 2 if there was one. I don't even know what it would have, what it's called. Could I have played it? Maybe, but no, original or none. That's yeah. what it was. I would, I, I, I'm pretty positive. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the original. It's like, I wouldn't mind trying out. Like, there is a Bubble Bobble yeah. 2. It's actually an incredibly valuable NES game. There is a Bubble really? Bobble 2. But, like, I've never played I've never played another one. I kind of like to, but, like, I kind of feel the same way with this as I do with, like, Pac-Man and stuff. Like, I love Pac-Man, and I I really love Miss Pac-Man. But, like, every time I play one of the newer, like, re-releases, like, the remixed fucking arcade crazy DX versions. No, no, I'm like, no, I'm like, this is no. fine, and I get the appeal, but I'm like, I'm old school. Like, I want to play. Yeah. I want to play the original. The original. If version. I'm playing Galaga, I'm playing Galaga. Yeah, I wanna yeah. I want to play Galaga. I want to yeah. play Bubble Bobble. I want to play, just, just give me, yeah, I don't need new graphics. Yeah. Don't, I don't need Agreed. that shit. And that's what I love about it, this game is like, there is a story. It's like, you're a couple of guys who got turned into to, to, to dragons and you have to rescue your girlfriends. And like, I don't even care about this. It's the classic age. You know, it, you're the boy saving the girl. It's girls, double dragon. Right? It's literally double dragon. Yeah. It's the same thing. Some guys, <laughs> they are double dragon. It'd be funny if that's it, what that's they wanted it. to call it. Cause they were like, we have two dragons. Let's call it double jet. Yeah. And then they, and then they, oh, they called the that patent office. Yeah, yeah. They called the patent office and they were like, son of a bitch. Um, yeah, that already came out. Fuck them. But then there's also a final boss. There's no bosses during the game. It's just a hundred straight levels, but the hundredth level is a boss. And the boss is, and listen, I like some of you diehards might be like, there's a plot. That's like their dad. Or I don't even know what the fucking story is. Cause I never beat the goddamn game. The final boss is like a giant. It kind of looks like them. It's like this giant guy in like a green cloak and he's like a huge version of them and he just bounces around the screen and what happens is during the game, one of the power-ups you can get is a potion that when you, oh yeah, there's a few different potions. You can get a potion that fills your bubbles with fire and then when you pop the bubbles, fire falls to the ground and then if any bad guy touches the fire, it's like they're popcorn and they just die. There's literally, dude, oh, there's literally a level where all the bricks are built like a frying pan and they spell popcorn at the top of the level and you get this fire power up, and then all you have to do is fill that pan with bubbles, pop the bubbles so that the fire fills the pan, and then just let My the bad God. guys jump into the pot and or the pan, and then they pop like popcorn. It's like a really I clever do. little thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. It's a great like, level. I, I clearly was shit at this game, <laughs> to be quite honest. I was just clearly shit. But one of the other power ups you could get is you could fill your bubbles with lightning, and then when you popped your bubble it would shoot a blast of lightning in the opposite direction of whatever way your character was facing. Yeah. And if that lightning touched any bad guys, it would kill them. And so again, what again, 1986, man, they're, they're doing things that like I've played, I played a lot of games in the eighties where it's just side scrolling kick punch. Yeah. Yeah. But these guys were doing things like these guys were really pushing these, like, I'm not saying that they were pushing these systems to like the PlayStation five limits of eight K whatever shit that's going to be out on these things. No, of course. But, but they, I bet you that they were pushing these, like the Nintendo. Oh, sure. And this, uh, like these arcade boards they were making. Yeah, because this was an arcade game first. And a lot of arcade yeah. games that got ported to the NES, like you look at like Turtles and, and, and fucking Donkey Kong, like so many. Uh, they're just not as good as the arcade versions. And admittedly, no, I've, never, I've never played the arcade version. I would assume it's a little better. Um, it's, it's, it's a solid game. It's, it, it, it takes you right into it. 100%. It's... They the port of this game to the Nintendo was unbelievable, like it was fantastic. But the arcade game plays just as well, for sure. So, 
you, you, the boss, I forgot. I, uh, so you fight this fucking giant fucking thing that's just bouncing around the screen. And he's probably, I don't know, 20, 20% the size of the screen. And he's just randomly, you know, like when you go to like your screensaver and you just have that yeah. fucking thing bouncing around, that's what it is, but way faster. And so you get the power up right away where you can shoot the lightning bubbles. And then all you have to do is continually hit this dude with lightning without letting him hit you. And it, and it sounds easy, but like, I, I would love to know, I'm going to try Googling it while we're doing this. How many times do you have to hit that motherfucker with lightning? Because I feel like we played this game for hours, just pounding that fat sack of shit with these lightning bubbles. And you know, like when, you know, when you're fighting like a boss in a video game and you start to get like, you're getting low on lives or whatever. And you're like, right, you, can't right. have, you can't have too many hits left. This fucking guy had so many, I got to. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm gonna find out how many goddamn times you've got to hit this motherfucker. And now, well, I'm, that's what. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just reading that like there's two different endings depending on if you beat it alone or with a second player. Yes, yeah. There you do it with. See, that's how they got you because it's one of those things where they said, "Bring a friend, pump quarters into the machine, now play it again." Like they had like a single player mode, it looks like, and then they wanted you to get a buddy to fucking put quarters in. And they just wrote code in to say, hey, you 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 think you finished it? Now bring a friend and fight me. But then you start the game again. So it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. Again, it's brilliant. It got your money. These guys made these games. And some of them, yes, look like shit. Yeah. But they figured out a way during the boom period of arcades for us to go in to play these shit games over and over. And they would catch you. Yeah, they would just get you like fuck. I got to level five. I almost got to level six. Pump a quarter in. I yeah. can do that. Yeah, and then that's just the thing, is that that's how it continuously just went. It's it. I I just love it. I, like it, again, it's it, it's a solid game, but it, it's ridiculous. You're probably you're probably right. Like as a kid, we always have those memories. We're going, why won't you fucking die? Yeah, yeah. I've hit you. Like this is, and again, that's when the controller fires across the room. Dad yells. Yeah. And because it's just like, well, why did you do that? Because I hit that thing 50 times, dad. Yeah. Okay, well, calm down. He's a, they dad, call him a hundred levels. Like in current games, like a, a boss today that like you have to keep shooting to kill that you just have to shoot forever is called like a bullet sponge. And that's what this motherfucker is. He's a lightning sponge. I just Googled it. He's called super drunk. And actually, now that I think about it, yeah, he looks like he's drunk. And apparently, he throws empty. I always thought what he was throwing at you was like ping pong paddles. That's what they look like. But according yeah. to some of these reviews, it's bottles is what he's throwing at you, which is kind of sad. No. But I'm like, no, I can't even. Just... I cannot find a definitive number on how many times you have to hit him. Because quite frankly, he's... I don't think anybody knows because no one's ever beaten him. Because he just takes so many. And like he's, you get into such ship a base. Oh. Leave him alone. I just, I remember just, I gotta, it's on the NES classic. I gotta play this game. I believe it is. Yes. I want to play this game again. I love this game. That's, that's a good, uh, that'd be Adam gets angry. Oh buddy. I'd get it. But you know what? I, I have such great admir and this, and like, it's not just this game. Like, I just love games from this era. I love the keep it simple, stupid method of just like, let's just come up with a really fun thing to do and then just do it over and over again. And it just never, it's like, I could, I could play Donkey Kong for days. I could play Pac-Man for days. I could play Paperboy yeah. forever. I love these old games. And Bubble Bobble Fucking Paperboy. So, Jesus Paperboy Christ. Paperboy's awesome. I love that game. I fucking did. That game drove me insane, but I loved it. Like, yeah. but it just, it was fucking hard. But so is Bubble but, Bobble. Yeah. And yeah, but it, you just, 
you would turn it off, leave and for an hour, go eat a sandwich or something like that. And you'd come back and you'd stare at that fucking thing and you'd say, okay, you know what? Turn the power back on. I'm calm. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to beat that drunken fat fuck. I want to beat him but, so bad. Yeah. That's Then you got to do it. You yeah. Gotta do it. I'm going to, yeah. Fuck. I, I have too many games to play, but now I want to play it again. Yeah. Um, buddy, I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm in a great mood, but I have, I have nothing else to say about this game. Have you got no, it's no to, to wrap it up for me. It's just love the cover, love the graphics, the brightness, the, 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 like, it's just two little guys who just jump around and they have little bosses that are pissed off and angry. And you, again, it's just, it's, it's a fun, hard fucking game, but the key word is fun. It's really, it's not, it's not one of those games where I'm sure we'll get to where it's not fun and it's fucking hard and it just is shit. And it's like, why did you guys make this shit game? Yeah. Because who had fun playing this? No one, no yeah. one had fun. Yeah. And, but for me, this game is just, it, it's a fun, you can't even say it's a fun little game because it's a hundred levels. And that's the thing, right? Like it, it has, you had to put time into this game. You had to yeah. put, like, if you were playing Bubble Bobble and you wanted to try and finish it, well, fuck, you can't get up and leave. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it, <laughs> like it's, like, I'm just reading right now. You're sitting down. It's not on the Switch right now. It's on the NES Classic. It was on the 3DS and the Wii U on the eShops. Doesn't look like it's on the Switch right now. And if really? it ever And if it ever did come, to, and I may be mistaken on that, but I'm, I'm 90% sure it's not on the Switch. I'll check right now while we're talking. Um, yeah. If... I'm just firing out my Switch right now to see if it's on NES Online. doesn't say it on their Wikipedia page, though, and most of the time when a game is on the NES Online, it's listed. Well, Wikipedia is always right. I love Wikipedia, man. They, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you guys want to know where COVID comes from? Because the Wikipedia oh, page... No, Jesus, I'm just kidding. Jesus uh, um, I'm just firing out my it Switch. It comes from that fat... Hey, it came from that fat drunken guy in Bubble Ball. Yeah, yeah, that son of a bitch super drunk. That's who it is. I bet you the sure. cure to COVID is locked behind beating that motherfucker that no one could beat. Uh, it is not on the Nintendo Switch. So, if it like, I mean, obviously, ideally, you would, gotta think it's gonna be at one point. Well, like, ideally, it would just get added to the Switch Online. But I'm telling you guys, yeah. if it if it didn't, and they just released the game, I would like no joke. I would pay. I mean, I would pay at least ten dollars for it, and I would yeah, tell everybody would like, too. you're getting your money's worth. I'm telling you, dude. For what it's worth, and I, I know that Wikipedia is like, yeah, it's Wikipedia. But the last, right here, it says in 1996, Taito, the game that made the company that made them, announced that the source code for Bubble Bobble had been lost, leading to all subsequent subsequent home conversions to be reverse engineered from an original arcade board. So maybe someone accidentally deleted it without uploading it to the cloud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that seems like a big fuck up. But that also happened in 1996 and it's been released on the Wii and the Wii U and it's 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 the it's out there. I'm I all I'm trying to say the reason I bring up like that I would pay for it is like like you had mentioned that like it's a very simple game but it's also it's 100 levels. You won't beat it on your first try. It's a long, no. deep, fun game yeah. that I just I would have zero hesitations to pay for again. Like yeah, I, me too. I, I totally agree with you. I, I we probably paid what forty five dollars nineteen ninety four for forty fifty bucks. Yeah. You know what, man? If you can, hey, if you can stop into a game city, and you've got an old Nintendo, uh, hey man, support local. Go find yourself an original copy of that. See how much it is. Yeah. You're gonna get your money's worth. Yeah. Like you are. Yeah. You're, you're going, and you're probably gonna break a controller. Yeah, you might. But, well, no, fortunately, you, you won't because the NES controller was invincible. 
But that's one other reason this game was yes, so perfect on the NES because that controller sure. yeah. was throwable. Um, but don't throw it at your brand new TV. That's no, for damn sure. No, don't do true. that. Um, fuck yeah, buddy. Guy, I love Bubble Bobble. Uh, okay, so I mean, I know it's kind of a. You guys know I try to come up with fun ways to score it, but in this case, like, there's a hundred levels in the game, so mm. it just makes sense on a scale of one to a hundred. What would you score, uh, old school Bubble Bobble? I'm gonna give it 97. I I don't even know like. I'm going to give it 97 because I'm just going to take it away from being like, and it's not even, it's a good thing. Yeah. It goes from zero to a hundred really fucking fast. Yeah. It's still really fun. Fuck the ghost, fat whale guy. And I never got to the end. So fuck him. They get three <laughs> points docked. Yeah, honestly, that's yeah, that's the right around. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go in that 97, 98. Like the only reason it's losing points is because again, and you guys have heard me say this about a couple of games, uh, it's not Super Mario World, and so it gets the Super Mario World tax because I refuse to give another perfect score. But had that rule, I, I swear to God, had the Super Mario rule not been in place on this podcast, I might give Bubble Bobble a perfect score. Now, like, now I love here, it so hold, much. Now let me ask you something though. Yeah. What if you What if you did finish it? Would you give it a hundred? No, only because I. Hey, I well, yeah, I just, but you're just, you're bitter because you didn't beat the drunken guy. Well, that too. But I swore that I would never give another game a perfect score. So I and I did that wow. in episode one. That's part of the. It's my gimmick. That's my gimmick, Brad. Oh, the but old gimmick. My old pulled it out of the box of gimmicks. But that said, seriously, like I. I I say this without an ounce of sarcasm. I have literally not one criticism of this game. Not one. The only criticism is that I can't beat the final boss. And to me, that's not a criticism. That's just I no. have to get good. Like, this game is just... It's its perfect. It's a perfect video game. I, I, If by fluke you're listening to a retro gaming podcast and you have not played Bubble Bobble... Play it. I implore you to find a way to play it. Um, yeah, 100%. It's perfect. Yeah, man. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you very much for bobbing to my bub on this fucking podcast. That I didn't like that, that no? but that's fine. Well, <laughs> they, I, that didn't sound good at all, but uh, okay. Yeah, I no like problem, that. No brother. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. And that's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Brad, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking bubble bobble with me. And every single one of you listening to this show right now, thank you so much for giving us a chance to entertain you for an hour or two. I really, really appreciate it. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. There's a reason the show is ad-free or very close. There's a reason that all the episodes are available for free anytime you want them. Uh, it's because of the support we get on Patreon, you guys. It's only two bucks. It helps me out so much. You get extra podcasts, a shout out, a whole bunch of other stuff. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, I'll be doing a few mini reviews of some indie games that I really think you should look at. I'll also let you know where they're available and all that kind of stuff. And even if you're not interested in that, there's about 50 old podcasts there. I'm sure there'll be something over there that tickles your fancy. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Also, we have a P.O. box. And I don't shout it out as often as I should, but you can find the full address at our website. But it's uh, Remember the Game, P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. 
T6 Victor, one great seven, one G7. Uh, don't send me giant gifts. Just send me a postcard, a letter, something like that. Tell me where you're listening. I have Remember the Game postcards here. I'll shoot you one back. And we'll be pen pals, and it'll be fun. I'd really appreciate that. And then check me out on Twitch. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights, assuming that my comedy schedule lets me. Keep an eye on my social media the next couple of weeks because my schedule is going to be a little fucky over there while I'm doing comedy shows. And uh, as I mentioned off the top of the show, unfortunately, the 24-hour Patreon or uh, uh, extra live stream for the Children's Hospital here in Edmonton has been delayed to December 18, 19th. Uh, but it is coming. I promise you it's going to happen. I'm really excited about doing it and I cannot wait. Uh, and that'll do it, you guys. Uh, follow me on social media. If you're interested, Twitter and Instagram at member the game. I'll follow you back. We could be friends. Facebook.com slash remember the game. Find me over on Twitch uh, at member the game, not remember, not them. Those fucking weirdos were at member the game. And uh, yeah, fucking right. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back on Friday with the next episode of Game Patch. I'll be back on Sunday with episode 35 of expansion pass and i'll be next week i'll be back with episode 125 of remember the game which if all things go as planned will be our next remake or revisit pardon me revisited episode of one of the games we covered way back in the early days and uh next week we will be taking another look back at the legend of zelda a link to the past assuming that all the stars line up which they should knock on wood thanks for listening you guys i'm gonna do some patreon shout outs and get out of here i'll talk to you all later cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I simply could not turn out all these podcasts without all of your support, and I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has thrown at least $2 of their hard-earned money at us over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So a huge, and I'm probably going to fuck up a bunch of these names because I struggle through this every goddamn week, but I'm going to try. And a ginormous thank you to... We'll start with the newest people first this time. I should start doing the no- the new people first, just to be nice. Anyway, okay, huge thank you to Martin Greenwood, David Schnatterer, Wolverine Films, Peebs, Aaron Cuphall, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam O'Shirello, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Alapchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, April Zane, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Bader Barhumi, Ben Bulia, Ben Busha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M., Chris Campbell, Chris Fleur, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquitic, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Danny Vega, Dario Omen, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, Desert Tortoise, Divalk, Duhau, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxor, Dylan, Eric Cannard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grant Robertson, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Clark, Jared, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, CryptoVox, Kyle Paul, Lane or Leon Napskog, Les Wynan, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Michael Mathis, Michael Hag, Mike Malowaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, OG Big Titus, PB McFadden, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan Bashor, Bashor, fuck, I was so close to get through this little school one up, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Staro Praben, Probin, 
Stupid, fuck, this is hard. Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The Giraffe, The T-Word, Thomas D. Reynolds, Tim L., Tim Riel, Todd, Tom, Tony, Travis, Trevor Hillier, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L., Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamcha, and Zane Donovan. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys all again on Friday. Cheers. <laughs>